partner with me today. We want to go into the word of the Lord. And 1 Samuel chapter number 17, a story that we have read, a story that we have heard since childhood. If you've been in church any amount of time, and even many that haven't been in church very long, you have heard the example, you have heard the story given of David and Goliath. And I felt the Lord direct me for us for today. 1 Samuel 17 and verse number 4. We're going to read together 4 through 12, and then we're going to jump 16 to 18. And so they have me here. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. He was from Gath, whose height was nine. They say he was over nine feet tall. Some say nine, six. Some would like to argue and say a little bit smaller. The man was a giant. He was huge. Verse number five. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Somebody said, that sounds heavy. Yeah. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Somebody said, that sounds heavy. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. Somebody say, how much is the shekel? 600 shekels is a lot. We'll just agree with that. And a shield bearer went before him. And he stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel and he said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself, let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me, kill me, we, we will serve you. But if I kill him, then you will serve us. The Philistine said this, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man, somebody say, give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel, check this out, when Saul and Israel heard these words, all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David, somebody say, now David. We go from fear to verse number 12. Now David was the son of Jesse who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years. And I like how they say that, just advanced in years. You don't have to call anybody old. I don't know why Samuel's rubbing it in. He was old, and as a matter of fact, not only was he old, advanced in years. Advanced, how about we just, advanced in experience. Verse number 16. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days. Somebody say 40 days. Morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son David, the youngest of his eight sons, three of his sons are in the army with Saul. David is the youngest one. Take now for your brothers, take some dry corn and take this bread, 10 loaves of bread, and run to your brothers at the camp. And then I want you to carry these 10 cheeses to the captain of their thousand. See how your brothers fare and bring back news of them. <clears throat> I want you to take this corn, I want you to take this bread and cheese <clears throat> and deliver it to your brothers and see how they are. With the help of the Lord this morning for the next few minutes, I wanna to speak to you on this very simple thought. Lunch with a giant. Lunch with a giant. Right where you're standing, right where you are, would you pray with me today? I believe God's word can stand all by itself, but he's allowed us this opportunity. Lord, we're thankful today that you would allow us to journey through your word and this text together. We pray a special anointing upon your people. God, they have come for you. Help me not to get in the way of what you desire to do. 
God, I pray anointing upon them and anointing upon me. I pray that you would remove error from my mind and from my mouth. Help me to speak your words today the, the way that you want them to be spoken. And we promise together <clears throat> to give you the glory, to give you the honor, and to give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout his name. You may be seated. Lunch with the giant. Everybody under the sound of my voice has been in a situation, most likely when you were a child, and maybe the words are something that you now say to your children or have said, but we have all been hungry. We have all been starving, and nobody is hungry like a child. That child will make faces, he'll shake, he'll make stuff up because he hasn't ate in the last 30 minutes. But we have all been in a place where we were hungry and our parents, grandparents, family members would make this terrible statement. There's food at home. Is that anybody's testimony today? Y'all ever been hungry after service? Y'all ever been saying you're just craving something and they say, there's food at home. Brother Jeremiah, I didn't like it yesterday. Why am I going to like it today? I don't want food at home. I, w I want something. You're a little kid. How many growing up, you remember this? For me, growing up, McDonald's chicken nuggets were life-changing. They, they were life-changing. Now, now I can't speak to that because years and years ago, they came out and they're marketing made with real chicken. I'm like, what were you making my chicken nuggets with before? I want that stuff because that was good. And we've all been there where we've been hungry, and we've all been there where we wanted something that we did not have, and we've been in that position. We know how it is when you're hungry and when you're starving. And here it is, it is unfold, as it is unfolding. David, as we have read, has this responsibility to make sure that his hungry brothers are fed. I know everyone would love to jump to Goliath and we would love to jump to the sling and the rock and all of that. But if we can take just a moment on this Sunday morning and highlight that before the victory, before the great defeat is going to happen, there is small details that are a part of the story that cannot be ignored. Everybody would love to highlight the giant, the enemy, would love to highlight the giant. The enemy always, always has the ability to echo, always has the ability to magnify the enemy's voice. And he will make it seem as if it is too large and as if it is too much, as if there is nothing that can be done. But before we ever get to the giant, can we talk about the lunch for just a moment? David has been already anointed king but he has been given a small responsibility of taking lunch to his brothers. David is on the outside taking care of sheep. He's already been anointed. He's already felt the power of God. He already knows that he has a promise and there is tremendous potential on his life, but he is on the sidelines taking care of his father's sheep. Nothing fancy. There's no hand claps there. There was nobody to capture the live stream of his worship sessions. He was there playing his instrument, but what he did not know was that he was developing those gifts that God had given him 
and it wasn't for the sheep, and it wasn't for the mountains, it wasn't for the valleys, it wasn't for the lion, and it wasn't for the bear. It was for the purpose that God had called them for that he would find out later on in life. What am I saying? On this Sunday morning, on this very slow start, if I can simply tell you this, there are things that God has entrusted you with that you feel are simply there to pass time. But what God would want you to be reminded of is that he has entrusted you with things that he is wanting you to develop because though it does not feel important, it plays a very pivotal part of what he desires to do in your life to come. David, you are on the backside of a mountain. Learning the instrument doesn't seem very important right now. But can I tell you, at some point in your life, David, there is going to be a king, and he is going to need a musician. He's going to need somebody that didn't just say, oh, it's just an instrument. He's going to need somebody that didn't say, I'm just on the backside of the mountain. Nobody can hear me practicing anyway. He's going to need somebody that took the time on the backside of a mountain when there was no fans, and there were no views, and there were no followers, and they would take the time to say, Lord, I'm just here, and I know it's just me and my instrument, but I've come to worship you. And as I worship you, it's true that I'm developing, so I'm preaching to somebody. I'm developing some things in my life. Nobody can see it. It's in the dark, Alex. Nobody is aware of it. Josh, nobody's even watching it while I'm doing it. But there's some development going on, and little did I know it's going to put me in front of a king one day because he's going to need a musician that's anointed. He's going to need a musician that took some time when nobody else would. I need to preach to somebody for just a moment that feels like what you are doing does not matter and has no significance. The development that has taken place in your life is pivotal to what God is going to do later. It doesn't feel like it. There's no angels. Think about it. You are with sheep. They stink. You stink. But here you are playing an instrument. Here you are learning a skill. I'm preaching to somebody right now. David, on the backside of a mountain, what are you doing with that sling? You're such a loner, David. You don't fit in. You're just a young man and you smell like sheep. None of the girls want you. You're at work, David. You're taking care of daddy's sheep. What are you doing with that? Why you always got a sling in your pocket? It's just a little something I've been working on. You don't have much, do you? No, this is something I, I just made when I was taking care of the sheep. And I, and I figured I would just use what I have and start, I mean, I know it's not much to anybody else, but I figured if I can get good with this, it might come in handy one day. And I'm just... I'm just being faithful to God. I'm just showing up to Wednesday. I'm just praying. I'm just reading my Bible. I just signed up for growth track and I'm just trying to learn more about the word of God. I don't know where it's gonna lead, but I'm just gonna take what I do have and what I do possess and I'm gonna give some effort to what I do have and let's see what God is able to do from there. The enemy wants you to think you have to have the platform and the stage set in order for you to be used. But God doesn't bring anybody up to Goliath. 
if they didn't have any time with the sling. And you feel like your time and your development is forgotten. And you feel like what you're doing for the kingdom of God doesn't matter because it's not seen. And what you feel is that, well, maybe I'm wasting my time and wasting my effort because my gift hasn't been utilized. But what you don't know is that what you are perfecting and what you are developing is going to give victory, not in that moment, but in moments to come. I'm preaching to somebody. The enemy, the enemy wants you to put your instrument down now before you ever commit The enemy wants you to put the sling down now so that you won't have the ability to execute. And if he can stop you right now as a young man, if he can stop you right now as an elder from going any further than you have gone, then you'll never be able to walk into your purpose. David learned these lessons on the backside of a mountain. And so though he's anointed king, he shows up to daddy's house and Jesse says, I got a job for you. And I love this about David. He was ready to work. It didn't matter what the other kids were doing. It didn't matter what the other teenagers were doing. I have a responsibility. I'm going to put my hands to work wherever it is. And you know what's amazing? God always finds those that are willing to work. That's who God partners with. Why does that matter? Because that means every one of us are qualified to partner with God. It doesn't matter if you're gifted. It doesn't matter if you have a family. It doesn't matter if you're well-known. It doesn't matter if everybody knows your reputation. Are you willing to partner with God today? Are you willing to get involved? Are you willing to say, God, I know there's not much that needs to be done, but whatever it is, I'll do it. He shows up to dad's house and he says, this is what I need you to do. My anointed son. Can you imagine some of the things, some of the jokes that were made? Because nobody can hurt you like family. They know everything. They don't even, it's not that they're always trying to hurt you, but their jokes and their sarcasm sting a little bit. I can see David walking up, what is it, Dad? Here, my anointed son. King David, come here, boy. You see his dad saying it with a smirk. I can see those helping around the house. I can, I can see his other four brothers that were still at home saying, King David. King David. It was a small task, Bishop. That's why they sent the youngest. There were only three brothers at battle. The other ones, where were they? This is just lunch. It's not that big of a deal. It's not something that important. It's not something that's really that vital. It's not something that anybody wants to do. It's just a simple, small task. This is just serving. This is just a little thing. Just get David. Just, I don't know this, but I wonder if maybe Jesse told one of his other boys, said, hey, I need you to check on your brothers. He said, man, I don't want to, Dad. Why don't you send somebody else? Why don't you send David? He's the youngest. And I love how David shows up. He is the first DoorDash. My man shows up ready. What needs to happen? I love David. He's young. He's ready. He, he, he's excited, Jaden. He's, I get to go to the battle? I, there's a lesson there. There's a lesson there. I don't know what it is that has been asked of you. I don't know what it is that God has been speaking to you. And sometimes we look at it as if it is such a small thing. But what we fail to realize is the small things that God is asking us are introductions to what he desires to do.
I'm pretty sure if Jesse said, hey, whatever son takes the lunch is going to be in the battle, I'm sure there would have been a fight to the door. But there wasn't because nobody wants to deliver lunch. Nobody wants that small task. So David steps up. But to David, Brother Jeremiah, this is my moment. I've been taking care of sheep. I've been playing my instrument. I've been slinging. He put that sling in his back pocket. I'll be back. I'll be back. I can see him running to his helpers there. He said, hey, I need you to take the sheep. I got a job to do. Come on. What, where's David going? I got a job. You got a job. What, what's he doing? He's delivering lunch. The kid's crazy. He, think, he, thinks he's some, he thinks he's some warrior. I got a job. Where are you going? I'm delivering lunch. But you know what's beautiful? How do you approach the small things in life? Things remain small because we approach them with that mindset. What, what good can it be? I'm just here picking up trash. I'm just doing a little here. I'm just doing a little there. I'm just, this is my job. I know it's not much. But well, why don't you start changing your mindset? David showed up. I could see him telling all the other workers, say, hey, man, I would love to help you, but I got a job. J-O-B. What are you doing? DoorDash. DoorDash. What's that? You'll find out later. He goes, what do you want me to take? Here's some corn. He's like, okay, got some elote. Let's go, let's go. Put a little salt on there, a little bit of butter. You can see him putting it in his pocket. What else we got? We got bread. Okay, what else? And 10 cheeses. I can see him. Some minds, he's going grilled cheese. Then other parts of the church are going quesadilla. Like, okay. Either way, we're going to make this work. I can see him stuffing it in his bag and he's ready. This is my moment. This is my time. I see him excited. I know it's not much to anybody else, but I've been asked to do this. Hear me. I know it doesn't look like a big deal, but I've been asked to do this. I know nobody else thinks this matters. I know nobody else thinks this is important, but I have been asked to do this. So I'm going to approach it with everything that I have. I'm going to deliver with a smile. I'm going to show up with energy. I know nobody thinks much of me right now, but I've got a job to deliver, and so I'm going to approach it with excellence. I'm going to take this serious. I've come to help somebody today. You feel stuck in small things, and you think, well, nobody cares. Nobody believes in me. Nobody wants me to do anything. Can I just challenge you for just a moment? Why don't you change the mindset and start approaching it? This is a big deal. This does matter. My role, my opportunity here today does matter. I can help make a difference in somebody's life. And he approaches it that way. He takes it serious and he starts making his way. He's got it there. He's got his bag. He's ready to go. He shows up. I can see him jumping out. I see him ready. Hey, Eliab, where you at? Where you at? Hey, what's up, my man? Hey, I see you there. Man, you're looking strong. Why are you hiding behind a rock? Where, where's what's his name? In the tent again. Why, why are those guys in the trenches over there? What are you guys doing? Because in his mind, to battle, to fight, that's all he's dreamed of. I, I can just imagine him, Bishop, on his way there, he was practicing his chokes. Right there, John, I remember when I got that bear, Oso was his name. Trying to take the lamb, little did he know I came up behind him and just, ugh, 
squeezed him. Got him. I could see him. I remember going, he's in his little motion. Pulled that lion's mane down. Hit him with my right hand. Nothing happened, so I had to grab a stick. But still, I got him. I could just imagine him going through. And he goes, and he's telling him. And he's there, and he sees people hiding. I'm sure it crosses his mind a little bit. And he, he makes his way. And then all of a sudden, he hears something. He, he's got a mission. He's got a delivery to make. And as he's making his way, he hears something. And it's the enemy defying the armies of the Lord. It is Goliath, the giant. David is there simply to deliver lunch. That's his job. David did not wake up saying, today's the day I become famous. David did not wake up doing his stretches. Let me get ready. Get right. Let's see. Look good that way. You know what? Should I go left? No, not, not as good as left. Behind the back, maybe swing a little bit and just. No. David did not know today was the day. He didn't wake up saying, my life changes today. And neither will we. We don't wake up with the warning sign. Greatness is attainable today. We don't get the text notification. Dana, this is that opportunity you've been praying for. No, it's just an ordinary day with small tasks. But the mindset and the approach of David, the messenger, when he hears it. Hold on. Think about it for just a moment. If any one of us were sent to deliver lunch to a battle, they said, I need you to go to war. And this is what you're doing. Mike Flores, you are delivering. You've got three quesadillas, 10 elotes. You are DoorDash. Deliver them. Mike Flores, you are brave. You are a mighty man of valor. But I'm pretty sure you and I, if we showed up to that battlefield, we would fly by, throw it out the window, and keep going. I don't want none of that. But David, I know I'm supposed to deliver lunch, but since I'm here, you guys good? You guys good? What are you going to do if they're not, David? I don't know, but I'm asking. You good? You good? Y'all ready to fight? I can see them pumping people up. You ready to go? Today's your, you're looking strong, man. He's a thin little pole, but he's like, you're looking strong today. Mighty. You been working out? I can tell. No, he hasn't. But David shows up and he hears what Goliath is saying. Defying the armies of the Lord. It shows his heart. He could have left as soon as he checked on his brothers, dropped it off. But he said, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Something's been going on here that shouldn't be going on. He was not qualified. He was simply filling a role. I am speaking to amazing people in this church who feel like you are just serving a role. You may not feel qualified, but when you hear the enemy talking, there's something that rises inside of you. Ah, I know I'm not qualified. I know I'm not the strongest. I know I'm not the most gifted, but can I tell you, you don't have to live like that, there's hope. 
hey, I hear the enemy talking smack to people. I just want you to, I, I, I don't have it all together either, but can I tell you, there is hope in God. Can I tell you, there's strength. I'm preaching to people that are serving a role and little do you know that what you are about to do is gonna change lives. You're just delivering lunch. You're just delivering lunch. You're just serving a role. But little did you know, God put you in a position to hear what was going on because nobody else, Moses, would make a move. If, if I could just simplify it in this way, you're just serving your role. You're just working your job. You're just about your business. You're just teaching. You're just serving. You're just doing what you're doing. But all of a sudden, you hear something. You hear something. The enemy wants you to think, you're just the boy, David. You're, you're just lunch. You're just the delivery driver, Josh. You weren't called to battle. You're not equipped to fight. You're not made for this, Alex. Deliver the lunch and go back to the sheep. You don't want none of this. And David simply hears what everybody's been hearing for 40 days, day and night. And he hears it once. I am preaching to somebody here this morning. You've been hearing the enemy. You've walked in and little did you know, you were the co-worker. You are the co-worker that God put there to make a difference in that woman's life. You are the individual. You are that person. You're just a stranger to them. But little did you know, Gia, you're the one that God has sent because you ain't going to put up with Goliath talking about your God. You're not going to just let it happen. Oh. For the sake of time, David heard it and said, oh, hold on, hold on. Y'all hear him? Did you all just hear? He thinks they heard it for the first time. He hasn't been there. He's just on lunch. Did you just hear what he said? He defied the armies of the living God. Who is this Philistine that has no covenant? Who is this man that doesn't even know our God? How are you going to defy a God that you don't even know? Day I see him riling people up, stepping up. He, this man needs to learn a lesson. He's the youngest one there. You wouldn't even see him in the crowd. You would just hear his voice. And family shows up. Uh-oh. His older brother, David, shut up. Like only an older brother can. I know, I know how you are. You come over here, you want the attention. You're over here trying to rile people up to go fight them. David says, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to be riled up? And this is what I love about David. This is amazing to David, about David. He automatically, Bishop, he says, um, what's going to be given to the man that defeats Goliath? I need you to understand something. David is not a man, he's a boy. But that's not how he sees himself. I'm preaching to somebody. He says, uh, tell me again, what, so what does the man get? The man, I can see him saying, the man gets to marry the king's daughter. David's like, Shh. David's like, for real? Really? I need to see a picture first. 
I ain't trying to risk my life for that. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm sure she was beautiful. David said, what else? And they'll never have to pay taxes. That's good enough right there. Especially today, amen. David says, what's gonna be given to the man? You're just a boy, David. Oh, am I? Because all the other men are just hiding. It looks like God is looking for a man. So if y'all don't want none, I'll step up. I don't know how you've been seeing yourself, but I have come to encourage you. God is ready to partner with somebody that is ready to step up. And you gotta stop seeing yourself as just a little kid, as just somebody that is unqualified, and just somebody that doesn't have experience, and just somebody that doesn't have power. He said, what's gonna be given to the man? Because I'm ready to do something. They look at him and say, oh, are you sure about this? Are you serious about this? Yep, take me to the king, I'm ready. Take me to the king, I'm ready. Said, well, are you sure you could do this? He said, there was a lion, there was a bear, and I handled that. And the same way that God allowed me to kill the lion and the bear, he is going to give this Philistine to me. I know, David, that you just showed up for lunch. You just showed up for a small task, Revival Church. But little did you know, on this summer Sunday, that God has aligned it in such a way that today is the day you start seeing yourself for who you are to be. That today is the day that you realize that you are not just made for sheep, you are not just made for lunch deliveries, you are made for victory, you are made for battle, you are made here, you are made to have victory. You don't have to be quiet, David. You don't have to shut up, David. You don't have to be silent, David. You're exactly what I've been waiting for. David's attitude is similar to that of Joshua and Caleb. And the Lord's told Moses, have them. This is what the Lord told Moses, Numbers 13. Numbers 13. The Lord told Moses, go check out the land that, I'm give, that I gave you. The land I'm giving you, it's yours. You just go check it out. Moses sends the 12 spies, 10 come back saying, oh, we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. Caleb said, give me this at once. I want to do it right now. We are well able to possess the land. The 10 spies saw themselves as grasshoppers. But when you see Joshua's response in Numbers 14, he said, these giants... These people, they're like bread for us. You have people that feel like they're grasshoppers and they've been living that way for too long. And then you have others that are saying, God has given us this land. It's time to possess. But what about difficulty? That's like bread. What about challenge? That's like bread. What about struggle? That's like bread. What about the enemy? That's like bread to us. Stop sitting where you've always sat. Stop living where you've always lived, believing mentally and spiritually, believing that you can never get past that, believing that you can never do more, believing that oh, you just got to accept it. The enemy's too big. There's too much against you. Goliath is in front of you. No, I've come to preach to you on this Sunday. It's like bread. It's like bread to you. You don't.
don't have to be defeated. You don't have to live in dismay. You don't have to live in fear. David walks in and said, I, I, don't, need, I don't need any of this. They said, put on the armor. I haven't tested this. Why? You got to be yourself. You got to be yourself. Why does that matter? Because who you are as an individual is exactly what God is going to use. I don't need to try to be something else. I don't need to try to be somebody else. He said, I haven't tested this. What, what do you mean? God's going to use you as you are. He's going to make the difference. He's the one. You, David didn't have armor for the lion and the bear. Why was he going to take it for Goliath? I haven't tested this. And I love what happens. I won't be but a few more minutes. The Bible says that David, Saul tells him, go on. <laughs> Do your thing. I can see David fired up. This is my moment. This is my chance. He was never told that this was his day. He just had one job, deliver lunch. But there was a giant there. What am I saying? There are so many right here on this Sunday morning that feel you are living with just a little bit, with just a small dismissive roles. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Does God even notice? And God is saying, oh, if you only knew. That small task is an introduction to the best taste of your life. I've come to preach to somebody today that hears the roar of the enemy's voice. Let that enemy speak, but let it be a reminder that God's about to do something that I did not know he was going to do. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Goliath, you're tall. You're big to everybody else. But I show up today in the name of the Lord. You say what you want to say. But I came with somebody that you've never met. I've come with the power that you've never been introduced to. I know it looks scary. I know, I know you could be afraid. I know it looks taunting. But David said, I, I've come showing up. In the name of the Lord. You know what David uses? You can stay standing with me. I'm just going to be a few more moments. David, the Bible says that he just, you got to think about this. This is the biggest battle of his life. This is an extremely pivotal moment for Israel. He has just told the king, I got you. Stay in your tent. I got you. This little boy making his way. You know what he does? I can see them. The crowd hushes. Everybody's watching. What is he going to do? He drops Saul's armor. What is he doing? Why does he still have that little DoorDash bag? It's a shepherd's bag, but we'll call it DoorDash bag for right now. He goes and he has the shepherd bag around him. What is this kid doing? <laughs> exactly, Bishop. Um, I can see him. I can see Goliath looking over there confused. What's this kid doing? Hold on just a minute. I got to go to the brook. I can see them looking and say, this kid is crazy. What in the world? This doesn't make sense. But I love how God operates. Because we look for things to be connected, connect the dots. It's all got to make sense. God says, watch what I do with this little boy. He was just delivering lunch, but watch what I can do with him. He goes and he goes and he goes to the brook. 
and he's just looking for five smooth stones. I can see him picking up a rock. Hmm, this ain't it. Hmm, this ain't it. What were you doing, David? I'm just going to utilize what I'm familiar with. I'm just going to utilize what I know works. But nobody's ever fought with a rock. I'm different. Hear me. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not, I, I mean, all due respect, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. Y'all, you want to fight with the spear? Get good with the spear, fight with the spear. You like your sword and your shield? Get good with the sword and the shield. I know rocks. This is very simple for somebody right here, right now. You think you have to be talked out of what you've developed. You think you got to put down something that God has allowed you to develop a skill in, a gifting with, and you think you got to leave it there because you got to fit the mold of everybody else. That's not what God asked you to do. If David knows rocks, then David uses rocks. There are things that you have developed in your life you think you've got to abandon and you've got to forfeit. God is saying, no, that's what I'm going to utilize you with. He goes, and I can see him. He's picking up rock. And if it was me, I'm going to be honest. If I have to use rocks, give me a hundred of those bad boys. But I love David because he knew what he was doing. I've spent time on the backside of a mountain. I know this leather ain't much, but I know this leather. And I'm just going to use what I have at my disposal. Isn't that amazing? The enemy wants to tell you everything you're not, and God says, watch what I do with what you have. The enemy wants you to think, well, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have family, I don't have resources. God's saying, all I need, all I need is a slingshot and a rock. All I need is what you have at your disposal. Moses, what do you have in your hand? What is it that you possess today? What is it that you have? Because that's what God is saying, I'm going to use, Jesus. Vinny, that's what I'm going to use. John, that's what I'm going to take. James, that's your area. That is what I am going to use. Don't abandon that. He walks up and he says, I'll just take five, please. Five smooth stones, tucks them in his little pouch. This is all I need. What are you doing? I only need these five. Why? Because it's something I spent time doing. I know nobody else understands it. I know nobody else cares. I know nobody else understands or knows it or wants to know it. But this little bit that I have is something, hear me right here. This is something that I've been spending my life with. Hear me. This, when nobody else was around, it was me, an instrument, some rocks, and a sling. I didn't know the most lonely days of my life were going to develop and prepare me for such a grand stage. I, I, I didn't know that the times I was on the backside of a mountain letting tears fall down my cheek because I felt forgotten. I didn't know you were developing me 
so that I could have lunch with the giant. I didn't know that all those feelings, all those moments, Sister Hilda, where I battled insecurity because I was just taking care of my father's sheep, I didn't know it was putting me in position to have lunch with the giant. And with nobody else, with nobody else, the strong, the mighty, the qualified, the gifted, the experienced, when nobody else would take the stand, Manuel, it was somebody that spent lonely days, endless prayers, writing songs that didn't make sense, pinning words. You think Psalms just came together after he was a king? Oh, no. I can see David going back saying, I remember that song when I was 15 years old. It was just a chorus then. But I'm going back to those moments. Going back to those moments because I didn't know those moments were developing so that I could have an audience with a giant that would introduce me to the purpose that God had for my life. And right here on this Sunday morning, a hot summer Sunday, where it would be easy to be forgotten, where the only thing on anybody's mind would be lunch. God has come to tell you today, you've got lunch, but it's with the giant. There's an introduction that's about to take place. What you thought was standing before you, what they thought was too big, what they thought was too much. I positioned you for that. And little do you know, David, that you've got armies of people and you've got all of Israel behind you. And when David walks out, he says, I come to, the Bible says he runs. He runs towards Goliath, comes in the name of the Lord. And he throws that rock and it hits Goliath in the place where he is vulnerable. And it drops Goliath and little David runs. Little David with no experience. Little David who was just there on a small task. Little David who everybody would ignore. He came walking up, Ramon, when everybody else looked past him. He comes walking up to Goliath and he takes the enemy's sword and as ugly as it is, as crude as it may seem, as gross as it may be, he takes that sword and he puts an emphasis to let everybody know you're not going to defy my God. You won't ever speak another word, Goliath. I don't mean to be gross today. I don't mean to be ugly today. But this is what the Word of God says as he takes that. You won't ever speak another word. You won't ever have another moment to insult, another moment to intimidate. You will not defy the armies of the living God. And that same God today, that same God is moving right here in this sanctuary on a summer Sunday for a pivotal moment in somebody's life, for an opportunity as a church to say, you know what, I've heard enough. I'm moving forward. Sit back in the trenches if you want. Hide in the shadows if you want. But I was called for this. I know it's not important to anybody else, Josh. I know nobody else thinks much of it, but I'm showing up to the task that I have been given and I'm gonna serve with all that I've got. 
And little do I know, it's going to lead to moments that lead to victory. It's going to lead to things that nobody else sees and that nobody else knows. It's just a hyphen week. It's just an opportunity every day of the week where we highlight the young adults and serve them. Little did you know that when you gave your whole heart to a week, God said, I've seen your preparation. I've seen what you were doing. That's why you're going to be teaching children. That's why before long, you'll be in another country ministry. Why? Because you got lunch with the giant. It's just a small task, but oh, the way you've approached it is with all your heart. And God's been looking for somebody. God's been looking for somebody to partner with, Todd. For somebody, Uriel, that he can partner with. So I know it's just a small task on a summer Sunday, but little did I know. God has been working and God has been developing things in my life because there's victory that's going to be won. There's battles. There are things that are coming. There are things that are coming. I don't have to be scared of those things. I don't have to be fearful of those things. As we sing and we worship together today, would you let God, would you let God speak today? into your situation. It's just a simple moment. I, I, I'm just being faithful. I'm just serving. I'm just working my job. I'm just, but I heard something. I, I, I don't really feel qualified or called to do this or that, but I've heard something. I, I, I didn't know that, I, I didn't know that me throwing a rock at a mountain, I didn't think me throwing a rock at the animals coming to kill my sheep. I didn't know that would lead me and it would be effective to the purpose that God had. But today I'm changing my mindset. Today I'm changing my mindset. David didn't do it because he wanted something for himself. He said, who is this? Who is this that doesn't know our God? Who is this that doesn't have a covenant with our God? Trying to defy, trying to defy God. He can use the unqualified. He can use the ones that don't fit in. He can use the ones that feel lonely.